Friends, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this good opportunity. Help us, especially on this night, to do something good with it. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, let's be honest. Did anybody do any shopping recently? (laughs) Anyone? Anyone at all? Okay. So, um, you know when you go shopping, right? They always send you those coupons or offers in the mail. You get 15 or 30% off or buy one, get one free. Has anybody ever used one of those? No, no. You're like, we all pay full price all the time. Well, here's the problem with those, right? You get them and then you go to use them and you discover that there are all kinds of exceptions. Lots and lots and lots of exceptions to what you want to buy. And there's many corporate offenders of this exception clause, but one of the best ones is Bell's. Have you ever tried to buy anything at Bell's with a coupon ever? It is incredibly difficult. I took a look at one of their coupons. Let me list for you all of the exceptions. Kobe and Columbia, Hook and Tackle, Hut, Levi's, Life is Good, Melissa and Doug, Natural Life, Night Eyes, Nike, Nomad, Oscar Mike, Pelagic, Reef, Sacred, Sawyer, Simply Southern, SunCloud, Under Armour, Vionic, and I quote, and all other brands listed at bells.com. So <laughs> I, I've never actually gone to look at what those other brands are. I just work under the assumption that if it's something that comes from a company that a Floridian would actually buy from and want to wear, it is excluded from the coupons. And the same is true for places like amusement parks, of which we have a lot here in Florida. You can get an excellent discounted resident pass, and you can come to that park anytime you want, except all Mondays, every third Wednesday, all months between January and December, and please remember that they are going to be closed on Thanksgiving. But any other time, you just come right on over. It's, it's almost like they don't want you to redeem the offer. It's there, but it's not really real. And I often get the impression that, that that's how many of us how much of the world feels about God. He, he might exist for other people, but he's not actually real for them. They see themselves on this list of, of those who are excluded from redemption, that somehow they, they got overlooked or forgotten. They're unworthy. They might be, in their own eyes, irredeemable just because of who they are or what they have done. And then on the other hand, you have a whole group of people who believe that that they're too good. They're actually too good for an offer like redemption. They They don't need to be redeemed. They see themselves as such incredibly high quality individuals that they do not need any assistance. You may have met some of these quality individuals when they cut you off for a parking space at the mall or or butt in front of you in line. So when Christmas rolls around, we we get to take a really close look at those things that we value and the value that God has placed on us and the world. I had the very distinct pleasure, and by pleasure I mean awful nightmare, of ridiculous rampant consumerism recently. 
I got trapped in the checkout line for a very famous chain store that you find at a mall whose name shall remain secret. And while I was in line with well over half of humanity, I had the opportunity to witness something really fascinating. Each one of the 16 people in line in front of me did two diametrically opposed things at the same time. On one hand, they would go on and on and on about how much they love and value the people that they are shopping for. We had to listen to that for quite some time. But then they would also spend countless minutes manipulating their coupons to get the very best deal, wait for it, while still spending enough to get a free blanket in the color of their choice. Two totally different things. But that's kind of what we've turned Christmas into, right? Some kind of giant celebration that involves all kinds of deals and, and offers and coupons, all of which are up for redemption, all with varying exclusions and restrictions. And here's the irony of that. For God's people, prior to the birth of Christ, God's people were determined that no one, God included, was going to put any rules or restrictions or limitations on them. It's going to be our way, and because of that, we have suffered. And then into all of that, both way back then and now, enters the true Christmas. Very, very quietly, the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. For the grace of God has appeared, writes Titus, bringing salvation to all. That's, that's good news. Salvation to all. There's better news. All doesn't come with a footnote or an exception. It is not salvation to all except those who gossip, who cheat, who lie, who overeat, or drink too much. It's actually all. When God appeared in Jesus Christ, it was for the purpose of bringing salvation to all, no exceptions, no exclusions. And part of the offer that comes with this is God offers to train us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. Can you imagine that during this season? Self-control, upright, godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I was reading a, a great article about grief this last week because I don't know if, if you've ever thought about this, but a lot of times the holidays are very, very difficult for those who have just lost somebody, especially if it's that first year of loss. And one of the things that they talked about in the article was that the people who handle the loss the best in that first season, that first holiday, are the ones who decide to keep it really, really simple and who don't overthink and overdo and go crazy about every little thing. And there was this one woman who talked about her first Christmas without her mother. And she was so sad, and she was so stressed out about it, to the point where she was nitpicking every single detail, wrapping paper, cards, parties, where everyone was going to sit. And finally, her husband suggested that what they should do is get Chinese takeout for Christmas dinner. 
She said that when he suggested that, she felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off of her shoulders. See, the birth of Christ, that's a call to simplicity, to self-control, upright, godly living that Titus speaks about in Scripture. And sometimes, in the midst of all of our offers and our discounts and our bargains and deals, we lose sight of the reality that instead of giving us lots and lots and lots of reduced-cost toys and clothes and trinkets, God spent every single thing he had on one gift, his only begotten son. He went for extraordinary quality over chaotic quantity. And why, why did he do that? What was the thought behind that kind of gift? Titus writes, He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all of our iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Two reasons. Two reasons God picked Jesus for us. The first one is to save us from our sins. Do not think for one instant that God created you to stand in line for hours at the mall for lavender-scented body lotion. That is not your purpose in life, and that is not why Jesus came into the world. The second thing that God does is that he transforms us into people who will work to bring the kingdom of earth closer to the kingdom of heaven by working and serving and living towards the glory of God. He came not to leave you where you are, but to transform you into someone who would change the world for his glory. In Jesus, God demonstrates for us what it means to give gifts that change lives. Gifts that work towards ending suffering, that have meaning far beyond anything that could ever be wrapped and put under a tree. This is why so many people give experiences now, right? Because rather than have something that's going to get thrown away, you go and you create a memory that lasts a lifetime. God shows us what it means to be present to people. That one of the greatest tragedies of a Christmas morning for young families is for parents to give their kids things that take the kids away from them. That cause the kids not to interact with them for the rest of the day. What incredible loss in a very, very busy world. Here we have this one great day. Nobody's going to work. We're going to spend it with our kids, and we go and we give them something that takes them away from us. God gives us presence in Jesus Christ, and he shows us what it means to genuinely be with people, to care about their well-being. God gives us gifts that are full price, no discounts, no special offers, and no exceptions. And contrary to how the world works, God's offer never expires. Redemption is always available to you. Forgiveness is not going to be in limited supply. You will not be turned away because you didn't get it exactly right or within some kind of arbitrary time frame. God gives you what the world cannot give, peace, hope, joy, and a full price, completely guaranteed, lifetime warranty, unconditional love that is redeemable 
both tonight and forevermore. Would you pray with me? Holy God, help us. Help us to really think about what we're doing at Christmas. What we do, how we spend our money, what kind of gifts we give. Help us to understand that the offer that you have given to us is an offer of yourself. And it doesn't come with strings, and it doesn't come with limitations or exceptions. It is available to every single one of us. So Lord, be with us tonight, our God, Emmanuel, and help us to be with one another tomorrow and in the days to come. In your name we pray. Amen.